Hello, and welcome to another episode of Jackknife Chicken Truck. Being recorded on December 2nd, 2018. There are 29 days left in this year. Where did the time go? I have no clue. So I'm going to start with my recap like I normally do. So the last recording, I believe, was Tuesday morning. So Tuesday night, one of my parents installed a two-stage Wi-Fi thermostat. That went rather well. Only took a couple hours. My dad wanted me to plug a hole where the thermostat was going to go. We moved it in the house to see if that would help keeping the temperature in the house more stable, considering originally the thermostats were in the kitchen, and when there was cooking, the house would get colder because, well, according to the thermostat, the house was getting hotter. And now put further back in the house, so we'll see how that goes. Wednesday night, I did date night with my wife. We saw The Nutcracker and The Four Realms. That movie was kind of interesting. Plot twist wasn't very twisty. Kind of spotted a mile away. And then an owl in there that's supposed to keep uh, keep an eye on the main character, see what's going on. But long story short, I felt the owl didn't do anything but show up every now and then and did nothing. But who do I know? Thursday, I spent the night fixing my my flying wing and getting ready for Saturday because I was going out Saturday to fly and drive at my buddy's house. Friday, I met up with my friends from college and went out for drinks, went down to Fuel and Photo. I love Fuel and Photo. I forgot how much I love that place. But it's in the middle of Oakland, which is kind of a place I don't like going. But, you know. Saturday, went out to Latrobe. Um, messed around, waited for it to stop raining. It didn't get really good, to, good to for flying yet, so around noon or one o'clock, we took my. Oh, yeah, Friday night I also made an FPV pod. Oh, Friday, Saturday morning I made an FPV pod for the Erevo so I could drive it via my goggles. We drove around Mike's house on Saturday, which is pretty cool. I attempted to crawl over a pile of gravel. That didn't go too well because I flipped over and the tape, the glue didn't, the um, double-sided tape didn't work so well. I was going to try and fly, but um, my control arm broke, so I had to fix that. Mike dug out his gas-powered truck, played with that a little bit. And today I'm heading out to Long John Silver's for the all-you-can-eat fish and chicken. Me and my coworkers from the help desk to attempt to eat as much as we can and not get sick. We'll see how that goes as well. But the one thing I want to talk about is how the Internet of Things, as everything is becoming cloud-based, which is rather annoying. Because I like the fact that the, the thermostat was Wi-Fi enabled, but in order to use it, you have to register with the website and you have to use their app to access the, the thermostat. Now, when I installed the thermostat, I was able to connect to its own Wi-Fi and have it connect to my Wi-Fi, which is super simple. Which made me think, okay, I can just use a web server on this thing and adjust it. Now, I have to use their app, which means if they go out of business, the thermostat stops working Wi-Fi-wise. And I just don't trust having other people running my thermostats and with all the updates. Nest, back years ago, 
had a, a firmware update, which went to a, a reboot loop and caused a bunch of people's houses to either have frozen pipes or free uh, turn the air conditioner on full blast or the heater on full blast and causing mass chaos. I really want to roll my own Internet of Things. Like, I want to make my own thermostat, my own camera system. And I know it's probably a daunting task, but I feel like it's a little bit more secure considering it's not sitting on a server outside of my house. Like, why can't I just have a Wi-Fi thermostat that just works? Why do I need an app? Why do I need to have another server to talk to it? Like, it's nice to have be a, an add-on feature, but instead, I'm forced to do it. Another thing that drives me nuts is I use a thing called Slack at work. It's like a, um, it's like an instant messenger that you can have a group of people connected to a, to a group and then have different ch chat rooms. I guess it's like localized IRC for projects. Before that, we had a thing called HipChat, which is which was similar. But the problem with both of these is my chat history, I have to pay for. If I want to go back in time in my history, I got to pay them to go back for back more than a week. Now, since the dawn of time, IRC, ICQ, AOL, Instant Messenger, Yahoo, all those had chat logs that saved to your hard drive. Now, I understand that they want to make a little bit extra money by having your history available anywhere, but why am I not allowed to have a local, a local copy? I mean, I feel like it's a money grab for a feature that shouldn't really be a feature, it should just be standard. The other thing that I've been thinking about is I've been watching the show Fringe a lot. I've actually burned through the first four and a half seasons so far. I think I'm on episode 12 now out of four. Um, four. Season 4, episode 12 is the last one I finished. Then there's 10 more, 10 more episodes in this season, and then another 13 episodes in the last season. It was written by J.J. Abrams, which means it's not, it's not going to end well. Because for some reason, you give him a TV show, and he just shits the bed. He has all these great concepts, but he can't follow through with them. I feel like he's actually like a like a five-year-old child with his, with his ball and going home. From what I read about Lost, they had all these great ideas, and he was convinced that nobody would figure this stuff out. Well, most of the fans did figure it out, because when you have a hive mind of fans, they can figure things out and look at clues and look at different perspectives. Well, what would happen is, he'd have a cool gimmick, they figure it out, and instead of saying, oh, you got me, and then finish it out, he would just stop working on it. Got to the point where the last season, they, they, they promised, they basically promised that the first season, that the theory wasn't what the theory was. But my coworker told me the other day that the network did not want Jack, one of the main characters, to die after the first episode because they spent too much time with him. And that kind of bothers me because, I don't know, I guess I played enough Dungeons and Dragons with my friends. Uh, basically, Monty Cook was. Gary Gyrax Guy and Monty Cook were the two, I believe, who created Dungeons Dragons. Or they had the most content they made for it. Monty Cook was diabolical. Monty Cook's campaigns make you so paranoid you wouldn't even want to leave the hobble that you started in because you were just going to die anyway. But I put no stake in characters. I know that 
anybody can die at any time. And that's one of the things when I watch TV shows, I tell myself, any of these characters go any second, your favorite character can die. For example, Samuel Jackson in Deep Blue Sea gets eaten by a giant shark. And it never happened before that Samuel Jackson died in the movie. But between that and Dungeons and Dragons, I basically don't let myself get attached to characters. I like characters, but I'm also understanding that they're going to die, and they can die. There's no, all bets are off. The show Battlestar Galactica did this as well, when in the first episode, one of the Cylons actually snapped the neck of a baby in a carriage. And when that happened in the first episode, okay, all bets are off, nobody's safe, anybody can die. But for some reason, the general populace of watching television because you spent too much time introducing a character, you can't just kill them off at the end of the episode. It just seems kind of weird to me. But yeah, I'm watching Fringe, and the weird thing about Fringe is there's alternate realities and multiple copies of people. For example, there's the first universe, and you find there's a second universe. Then you find out that the universe is emerged, which made it almost a third, basically a third universe. And it just gets weird. Like, the same character can play the, the same character, but a different character. Which is kind of cool. I like the concept. And one of the cool things they do in the show is the beginning of the show is color-coded. So, usually it was blue. But when they went to the other universe, it was red. And then they had a time where they, you know, they did flashbacks in 1985, which is I guess the the start of all the craziness, and that had a, a crazy 1985 like low low bit graphics. But um, in the new in the, in the last season, there's now orange because it's another universe. So I'm curious how they're gonna wrap this up. My one friend told me basically that I'm being set up to fail, and that. The ending's gonna suck. There's no, they're not, they're, they just wrapped it up, but they didn't wrap it up well. There's all these unanswered questions, which is basically your standard J.J. Abrams TV show. So I'm still enjoying the show because I like the characters. The stories are kind of cool. I like I like the subject matter. I'm kind of glad that I got onto the bandwagon after the show was ended because I can just burn through all five seasons and not have a cliffhanger. But yeah, that's why I'm watching pretty much non-stop. Between my podcasts and trends is all I've been consuming. I think Thursday I watched like 15, 16 episodes. Because I worked from home and had it on the background. Which is really awesome. I kind of miss doing that whenever I work at the recycling company. But I'm thinking by the end of the week I'll finish Fringe. And hopefully I won't be too disappointed. So, I'm going to end this episode... And hopefully, by the time this is published, I won't be sick as a dog from eating too much chicken, fish and chicken from Long John Silver's. Have a good day, everybody.